Top, 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 top. What's good? Top, top, top hill. We live. Top hill podcast. What we tell y'all? Huh? Did we tell y'all that we was joking around? Did we tell y'all that we was playing? <laughs> huh? Nah, we serious about this. Speak yeah, it. Man. Speak it, boss. Yeah, man. Let's I get was, it. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. It's E-Money Boss. And I got my main man here. Chad Visionaire. And uh, we are here. I love the energy right now. Yeah, man. I mean, the energy is, I mean. I mean, look at where we at right now. <laughs> I mean, if y'all watching the live, we came up already. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, we got, I told you we're going to put stuff on the wall. It's like, no, nah, we're not at the same place. <laughs> um, huge shout out to my main man, Will, for Quality Touch Studios. Yes, um, sir. For sponsoring the pod, uh, showing us love in his studio. So, appreciate you, Will. Um, yeah, man. This is Top Hill episode zero zero seven. Seven. And that's a good number. Right? Lucky lucky number seven. Lucky number I seven. I love that number. I love the number seven One too. One of my so favorite numbers. It just makes sense. Yes, it makes sir. sense that, you know, such a huge upgrade will come will come to this number. So Yeah, man. I really feel like this is gonna be our best podcast yet. Cause well, I got a lot to talk about, man. Oh, <laughs> Chad got the info today, y'all. Yes, sir. I'm, oh, I'm ready for today. Like, I've been looking forward to it all week. So, Chad's been on his grind. He won't even answer my phone call. I've been trying <laughs> to call this man all week. I'm like, Chad, Chad, can you believe what happened? Chad, nope. Voicemail. I've been doing my homework though, man. Voicemail. <laughs> but it's cool though. Um. Appreciate you guys for, you know, tuning in, wherever you guys tuning in at. Um, huge, another huge news uh, as well. We are now available on all streaming platforms, minus Apple. Yeah. Apple takes two extra weeks to get approved. So Apple's serious about they Yeah, uh, they're serious. Guidelines. And it's cool. By the time this comes up and everything, you know, you'll be hearing us on Apple. Uh, but we are on Google. We are on Spotify. We're on Breaker. We're on whatever other podcast sites they are, and um, also Anchor. Shout out to Anchor for sponsoring the pod as well, too. Yes, sir. So, Mr. Chad Visionaire, how was your week? My week was great, man. Um, I was surrounded by family most okay. of the week. And so good. Yes, and I got some productive things done as well. Um, oh, yeah, I always love... Going to my precious city, Washington, D.C., mm. just riding around, visiting my favorite stores, my favorite retail clothing stores. Uh, yeah, man, this weekend, this week overall has been fun. What store did you hit? What's one of your favorites out there? Um, right now, Maketo is my favorite. Mm. Maketo, D.C., y'all should check that out. It's actually, a, um, it's not just a retail clothing store. It's a cafe and a restaurant. Uh a lot of Japanese food in there. It's very culture in there, and they always have events and stuff. I love the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, if you've never been to Maketo, if you're outside of, you know, DMV area, if you come into town, definitely visit Maketo. That's one of the spots you definitely want to check out. Dope. Um, definitely check out. Um, there's a new store that just opened. It's called Somewhere. Mm. Um, I like how simple to the point that what the name is. Yeah. But it's another retail store and a cafe. Is actually owned by the same person, so the person who owned Maketo owns somewhere. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, shout out to uh, his name is Will. So shout out to Will. I don't know his last name. <laughs> Another Will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, shout out to Big Pun. Oh uh, yes, rest in peace to the legend. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's um, 
Y'all know who Big Pun is. I mean, <laughs> reminder. I don't wanna be a player. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't wanna be a player no more. Okay, don't don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt him, bro. <laughs> Please the, stay tuned. Right, we will right, stop right. singing. He's the um, one of the great legends from the '90s. Um, mm-hmm. His flow, um, everything bars. I don't know if you listen to that album. I think it's called Big Punisher or something. Mm-hmm. It had a red cover. Amazing album. I feel like people forgot about that album. But a lot of hits on there, too. Uh, it's crazy how time goes by we just forget legends like that. Because I didn't see too much posts about Big Pun. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, y'all know how good he was? Yeah. Um, they, I don't know if you ever seen that clip. It was him. I think it was him, Tupac, and some other legends. The most deaf, all in one room, just mm-hmm. freestyling. And he had the best freestyle in the room. Yeah. That joint was dope. But I know, if y'all know about Big Pun, y'all know what I'm talking about. I think everybody's seen that video. But uh, yeah, rest in peace to Legend, man. For sure. All right, man. I think uh, we should just go right into this episode, man. Yeah, let's get into it, man. All right. I'm ready. So last week, um, I chose Wale Wild That's Crazy for having the hottest album out right now, currently. My man Chad Visionaire had Jesus is King as still being the hottest album that's out. Yes, sir. So that's two weeks in a row for him. I think Wale <laughs> had him out for like three weeks now. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, you switched. You went to Jesus. Yeah, King, yeah, man. yeah. I think it was Wale back to back. Then Jesus is King came out. I switched it to Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like it was just overhyped. And when I started listening to it more and more, it started getting diluted. I was like, oh, okay. Um, it got boring. I'm just gonna like won't hold you. So, um, tell me what you think, bro. The, tell them why you chose Jesus is King as being top hill album last week. All right, I'm not gonna get too much into it because, yeah, we already did it three podcasts already. So, basically, the main reason sonically it just sounds good, and I love the freshness of it. That's what I appreciate about appreciate about somebody like Kanye, he always brings something new to the table. So when I'm going for an album, that's what I want. I want to hear something fresh and new. I want something organically like that's you and where you at in your point in your life. I don't want the same thing that you gave me last time. Right. Like, again, Kanye brings something new. Um, the sounds, the quality, everything is just dope. So that's why he's on my top album right now. And like I said, like on the last podcast, I feel like the music, album-wise, has been slow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to kill y'all with this Wale um, joint either. Uh, Wale's album was, to me, sonically good from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some really great features on there. He had some really great bars in there. He had some really... He was talking about some real stuff. And, you know, I, I like music with content. I like music that tells a story. I like music that and that's inspiring and motivating. And, you know... And I feel like that's what he delivered, you know what I mean? As soon as I heard Sue Me, and that was just like another black, powerful anthem to me. Like, you know what I mean? That that joint... That's my favorite song on that album. Yeah, and, and that goes back to what Ice Cube was telling Kendrick, <laughs> that mm. the intro is so important. When the intro of your album grabs you like it does, it makes you want to listen to the rest. It sets the tone for the whole album. Exactly. Makes you want to listen to more. So, now, we have... Um, some competitors this week. So yes, we do. Let's just get right into it. Top Hill album. So 
First, let's talk about Lil Mosey. Yeah, you listen to Lil Mosey's album? Yes, I did, sir. Um, Lil Mosey from Seattle, I believe. Oh, this uh, from Seattle? I'm, I've been uh, wondering, like, where the Seattle rapper's at. You know, right. all I hear is Macklemore and... Oh, he's from Seattle? Yeah, Macklemore's from Seattle. I was about to say this stuff. I was about to say this is the first Seattle rapper, but no, nah, you just got me hit to something <laughs> new. Um, right. I just, I love when um, an artist is from a different area. Yeah. And they could tell their story of where they're from and stuff. Mm-hmm. Always, like, I'm ti- I don't want to say I'm tired of it, but it's just refreshing to see somebody from a different state or a different city. So, um, now about this project. Actually, let's pull this up. What was the name of the project again? Because you know I'm not good with names. I'm just tell you something. I don't really care for this joke. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm I'm right with you because I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm not even gonna spend a lot of time on this joke at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, bro. Like when I was listening to it, man, it's just so generic. Facts. It's very generic. Um, he's he's super young though. Um, I feel like he has a bright future. He does know how to create uh, good melodies. He knows how to make hits. He already displayed that, like, mm-hmm. the three hits that he had out. So the kid could write. I don't know if he could write or whoever's writing his songs or he write his songs, but they know what they're doing. Um, as far as overall album, mm-hmm. um, he has a lot of work to do. Um, and that's, that's all I got to say, man. Um, just keep working, Lil Mosey. I don't have nothing against you. Like, I'm rooting for you, bro. You're, like I said, you're very young. And it might be because I'm old. <laughs> I don't. I don't really don't think so because I feel like I still have a young ear. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we listen to niggas that um, that are young yeah. um, that drop better music than this. Um, this drum was called Certified Hitmaker, um, and I feel like it's the furthest from what he actually did. Um, I don't hear any hits on this album at all. There's no track on here that stands out at all. Right. I played this drum. I played this joint uh, all the way through and a half, and I was just like, "There's nothing that I'm listening to that stands out." Um, yeah, even the Trippy Red song wasn't the one that had Trippy Red on it. Didn't really stand out either. That's the one I was looking most forward to. Yeah, I mess with Trippy Red. Uh, Trippy Red might be one of my favorite mumble rappers out. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said favorite <laughs> mumble rapper. I'm for real, like yeah. Hey, that's real though. It's real, like you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's a little most. <laughs> Um, so outside of the trap stuff, we did have one R&B album that came out, and it came from none other than the king of R&B. Ah, uh, Jacquees. The king of R&B. I got beef with R- him. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I got beef with you. Like, no, yeah, I got beef with you, bro, because let me, let me put it like this, bro. We went to a club to see my friend perform. Okay. And his performance is dope. Now, Jacquees was the person, was the last act. He was supposed to be the, the final act. Yeah, the headliner. Okay. So, we, of course, um, my friend performs, a few other people, and we're waiting on Jacquees. Now, he's, he was supposed to perform at uh, 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. This man, we're waiting like an hour and a half. It's already like 1.30. Right. And, yeah, he's not there. So, mm. me and... My ex at the time, uh, we was like, man, we're not going to wait much longer. Like, we wasn't pressed mm-hmm. to see him anyway. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say no disrespect. <laughs> so, when we was leaving out, and I seen him. And my ex, she goes up to him. She's like, 
you're late. And he's like, so what? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that right there just tells me like everything that I need to know. It's so crazy that you said that because I was watching <laughs> The Breakfast Club earlier today. And he was on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And the first thing Charlemagne said is, we don't know how long this interview is going to be because Jacquees was late. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, not surprised. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know what it is, man. Um, He's know. too arrogant. I mean, I do appreciate the... I get it. The, it's very great marketing. Calling, like, nobody ever says, I'm the king of R&B. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that he ran with it. But when you're so confident and arrogant, I just feel like it's not going to work out. Especially in the positions he's in right now. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, good. the only thing I have to say about this album is I would say it's decent from what I heard. But you're not the king of R&B, bro. That's his point blank period. And I, it, this is not coming from... I just wanted to tell that story just to show y'all who this guy is and how arrogant he is. But... It's not even about that. It's just about the music, because I'm still gonna listen to your music. And he's not, like I said, he's not a king of R&B. I don't, I don't he, get that. He from his said album. that you know, respect the, the respect the legends that came before him. That he's the king of R&B of this generation. Still so, not, still not. The which, king of which I don't. Yeah, he's just not. You got Chris Brown. That's yeah, come one. Come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. I mean, it's so many, bro. The weekend. Like, the weekend. Come on, yeah. bro. You got Frank Ocean's better than you. Come too. on, bro. It's it's too many. <laughs> Who labeled him as that? Huh? Who labeled him as the best? Himself. He, oh. he no, yeah, he came out and said that I'm the yeah. king of R and B and what he was saying is he was trying to um pretty much speak it into existence. The oh, same uh, way RG3? that T Well, no, the <laughs> same way that T I said that I'm the king of the South. The same way that Lil Wayne came out and said I'm the best rapper alive. You know what I mean? Nobody was saying these things at first. They said it and then they capitalized on it. Now, he has a lot that he has to prove, you know what I mean? And I don't know if he's going to be the one. Good talent, good music, but... Now, when T.I., Lil Wayne, when these people said these things, were they already... No. They, they, so they were still at the bottom? No, they weren't at the bottom, but, but they weren't seen as that. So what was that, like the Carter Two? The Carter Two is when Best, Best Rapper Alive came out. And people... And Lil Wayne wasn't seen as the Best Rapper Alive at that time, because this is... Before the mixtapes. This is before the Carter 2 came out. So this is just off of Go DJ and, you okay. know, like a few mixtapes after the first Carter. So people weren't saying that Lil Wayne was the best rapper alive. It wasn't until the Carter 2 came out that people was like, oh, yeah, this is the best rapper. And then the Carter 3, he just took off. But that's a different show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jacquees King of uh, R&B. Yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, this next jump, Doja Cat. <laughs> you want to you want to go into it first or? Hey, uh, when I seen this Joe, right? Okay, all right. I seen this Joe. I was like, okay, another female rapper. Um, I think I seen you um post something on your social media talk about the yes, women. Yes, I did. You said something like the women are killing it this year. Yes, I did. And I and I really do believe that. I listened to it and I actually liked it. I really did like it. Like <laughs> it's 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 one of those fun hip hop songs or hip hop albums. It's it's like a Cardi B type of vibe with Nicki style. Who this is. Well, no, 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 no. I'm gonna get there. Let me get there. <laughs> Please tell them. The album is called Hot Pink. Okay, so the first track that I listened to, uh, Cyber Sex, I really thought I was listening to Nicki Minaj. I really did. The first song, I was like, is this Nicki or or am I tripping? Okay. But um. 
I feel like she almost dedicated the song to Nicki because after I heard the next track, mm-hmm. she sounded different. Like her her style, her flow changed up. You know what I mean? So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, because the first song you lost me, I thought you were just biting. I mean, if you would have had the Nicki verse on there, that shit would have just set you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then I heard Won't Bite, and I just like, oh, this shit is fun. You know what I mean? This shit is just fun. The whole album is a I fun agree. listen. I definitely agree. Yeah, so I'm not mad at this joint. Um, I was a little bit mad because she said nigga, and I looked at her, I was like, whoa, wait. Black? <laughs> <laughs> was, nah, she black, bro. Well, I had to look it up for myself because I was looking at the picture, I was like, she, I don't know what she is. But um, mm. but her father is South African and her mother is Jewish. So uh-huh. she, so she's she's mixed. But um, just in case people who wanted to know because... You know, some people are like, oh, she sounds like Ariana Grande and, and look like this person. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so I, th- I thought this album was really fun. I actually enjoyed it. I agree, man. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Bro. <laughs> I loved it. Like you said, it was fun. I have a few songs that stuck out to me. Okay. Number one, for sure. I definitely see why you said uh Nikki was kind of the influence of that song. Right. I love, like that. I feel like that's going to be a hit single. Actually, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these songs is a layout to be a hit single. I really yeah. believe that. And I think her team and the overall project did a good job yeah, of yeah. laying this project out because um, when I first listened to Doja Cat, you know, she was a viral sensation off of one song <laughs> called uh, Moo. And that was actually just a joke. It was. Yeah, yeah. and um, that drink blew up, and people was really messing with it, man. Like, mm-hmm. they was playing in the clubs and everything, radio, you name it. Like, that, she was getting that buzz off of that. And it's just very interesting to see because, honestly, I thought she was just going to be a one-hit wonder. Yeah. And she really showed her talent. I was like, yo, this girl can sing, she can rap, and I could see her as a pop star. Uh, I think she's going to separate herself from the other um, rap female rap artists just so because I could see her in that more of the pop light. I mean, just off of her image, like you said, you didn't think she was black. So just looking at that and looking at this uh, album art. Her album artwork makes it look like, okay, I get it. But when I start seeing other people, because I was trying to figure out who this person was, mm-hmm. after I listened to it, I was like, Okay. Right. Let me let me find out who this person is, mm-hmm. and then I started looking at other pictures. I was like, "Wait, wait." She said, "Nigga, wait." She can't do that. And then and then um then I looked at her background, and I had no clue that this was the Moo Girl. Yeah. I had no clue that I was listening to the Moo Girl, and and you know the Moo song. That shit was funny, bro. Like that sh- yeah. that shit was lit. It's just or the reason why I like that song. It's so organic. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it it's is real. fun. Yeah, it's it's her too. Yeah. I actually watched an interview with her with Narwar. Um, I bet to watch that jump. Bro, it's really good. Um, her personality, bro. That's another thing. Mm. Her personality just sticks out. Like everybody would love her. Every culture, like her. Slim Ducky said, uh, female Drake. Mm, nah, I don't know. I, I want to say all that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's a female Drake because I feel like it's. It's almost like another Cardi with a Nicki flow sometimes. Like, I, I feel like she has her own lane. You know what I mean? Like, Drake, when Drake came out, Drake wasn't making pop music. You right. know what I mean? When Thank Me Later came out. He was out, making rap and R&B. Yeah, more. like, it wasn't pop. Like, she's going straight for the pop charts. Like, she's like, fuck it, I'm yeah, going. I'm, 
I'm surprised she put R&B and soul. I think it should have been R&B and pop. If that's a... It could have been hip-hop. That too. It could have been hip-hop. I mean, because this, this is right next to Cardi, is right next to Meg, is right next to City Girl. Like, it's, it's it blends in with all of that great female hip-hop that feel, we're listening to. And I feel like it blends in with people like... I'm thinking about pop stars like Pink. Yeah. Fergie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, along those lines. That's... From these, judging from this album, these songs, that's why I feel like she's gonna lean more towards. I, uh, I do think she has a a sincere appreciation for the South culture, of course, right. the Black culture. Yeah. But like I said, man, her team did a great job at her rollout. I think she's really gonna be that pop star, yeah. and I'm excited for her. Um, there's only one bad thing I gotta say Uh-oh. is the cover art. Uh, it reminds me too much of Nicki Minaj's first album. Cover art. That's why and I think, pinks. That's what I think it's almost a tribute. I okay. feel I feel like if it's a tribute, I respect that. Though. Yeah, I feel okay. like it's a tribute to Nikki. Yeah. And if it's not a tribute to Nikki, then we need we have a whole different conversation that we need to It might be. Have. Or the pink. Because pink I'm pretty sure she got an album. Pink with Friday, art like Pink this. Print, and now you have Doja Cat coming out with hot pink. So right. obviously there is some Nicki Minaj influence here. Right. You know what I mean? You, you're not about to just make this album and say it's not. Or you're biting. Right. Biting hard. And I'm just tired of seeing girls with hot pink. Like, that's not the only color you should be <laughs> rocking with. We get it. Like, it's a feminine. Actually, it's not even a feminine color no more. I'm not even going to say that. But, nah, man, like, do something different. Nice. Huh? I think you show is nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's Hot Pink. Yeah, okay. check out Doja Cat Hot Pink. Definitely recommended by Top Hill. Yeah. Top um, Hill certified, for sure. Definitely some songs to listen to. Cyber Sex is dope. Won't Bite is dope. Um, she got the joke with uh, Gucci Man called Like That. Um, there's also another song that got real popular, Juicy, with her and Tyga. Um, oh, yeah, that was her um, first single first for single, this. Yeah. yeah, she got a music video That for song that. is tough, bro. I love females dancing to this. And I want to say one more thing, actually, about her. She is, she is gorgeous. Mm. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize how gorgeous she was until I started watching uh, her music videos and photo shoots. I mean, I, I could tell from from she's the mood bad. song that she looked good. So yeah, she's like, bad, so she she definitely could sell, you know, her yeah, image. just her like image off alone. So yeah. the only thing I I need to do is look at like the interviews and stuff like that because her personality is what's going to really. They're going to love it, bro. She's so funny. Okay. She's so funny. Yeah, so, I mean, just off of that, then this girl's going to be going places. Like, I seen, she was chilling with Meg Thee Stallion not that long ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. I can um, definitely see that. Yeah. Because they're fun. Like They're fun, they're, they're not real, too, they're choosing themselves. Yeah, they're not too I mean? serious. I'm the better. No, it's yeah, like all love. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, cool. Um, So, that's Doja Cat. Next okay. up. What we got? We got Mr. Dave East. I got you, bro. Dave East. Um, the album's called Survival. Survival. Okay. Um, what'd you think of that? Television there? Which mom? What? <laughs> My bad, y'all. My <laughs> computer talking. What are you looking up, Chad? <laughs> hey, mom. mom porn. No, uh-huh. Oh, no, chill. There <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing that on this computer. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> She's kind of sticky. It's like, no. <laughs> hey, yo, chill. <laughs> Hey. That's why you wanted an apple, huh? Hey, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this nigga Davies. Let me before I get into the album. 
I always like to say how I feel about artists. That's very um, important. It's very important. Especially nowadays. <laughs> right. You got to sell yourself before you sell your music sometimes. Right. Dave East, I didn't really like him at first. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, great rapper. Mm-hmm. Great lyricist. Mm-hmm. Bars for days. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as artistry, which is very big to me, I feel like it's very big to a lot of people that listen to music. I mm-hmm. mean, we're still listening to playlists and radio and just if you go in the store like and hearing a, a good hit song, like people enjoy songs that we hear all the time. And I feel like Dave East doesn't bring that to the table at all. He's just a really good rapper. And I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's all right. Um, I did listen to a few of his projects. I'm, I never biased because I'm a hip hop lover at the end of the day. Right. So I'm going to always give you that fair chance. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew Nas signed him. Um, mm-hmm. I did know about that, but I didn't know why. But this project that he laid out, I'm starting to realize, I'm starting to know why. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to make sense. Um, the reason why I say it makes sense because off the songs and off his, the storyline, um, I feel like it's similar to Nas a little bit. Because mm-hmm. Nas tells stories about where he's from. He paints a picture. Nas is really good at painting pictures of what's going on around around him, his atmosphere, his surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Davies did that with this album. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, bro, when I got into this album, I was like, man, I really don't want to listen to it. <laughs> I was like, I already know what to expect. I'm like, this yeah. nigga going... Another yeah, New York rapper that's going to another, another East Coast rapper that's going to bring bars and lyrics. It's going to be the same thing. I just feel like Davies would have been hot if it came out back in like 05, maybe earlier than that. Yeah. He would have been... He been good. Now um, we need a little bit more. Huh? Now we need more than just like bars. Right, we need more. And that's why I don't discredit. Shout, um, shout out to the OGs, but if there's any OGs listening right now, you got you got to pay attention to what's going on in the culture. You got to pay attention to what's going on in music. And it's not all about lyrics and bars no more. It's really making songs now. Like That's really going to test your talent because there's so many people... They have bars. They have people that there's freestyle battle rap on YouTube and you can make money off of this stuff. So there's a lot of people that could rap. There's probably people that's better than Drake and Kanye and Kendrick as we speak when it comes to bars, but they can't make a song. Yeah. So all right, I'm getting uh, getting off topic, but let me tackle this. This is called Survival by Dave East. I'm going to tell you the songs that stuck out to me. Um, definitely Godfather 4 featuring Nas. Nas' presence is is immaculate. Um, I love Nas. <laughs> like, when he lays a verse, you know it's Nas. Right. And you feel the vibe from Nas. Um, what's up? Let okay. me um, I love the next song, Need a Sign, by featuring Tiana Taylor. They both from New York. I feel like it was only right. I love her um, vocals on that. Um, I love what's going on featuring Fabulous, mostly mostly um the East Coast rappers that was on this project. The features is the songs that I like, 
And I also love the, I guess you'll consider that the last song, The Marathon Continues, which yeah. is a Nipsey Hussle tribute. Um, I didn't know they was really good friends. I had to um, do some research. They was actually really close. Yeah. And so I love, I love it. Uh, Nipsey Hussle will forever be a legend in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So shout out, rest in peace to the legend. Um, as far as this album, um, if Dave East is, if he knows where he's at right now, like, if he's honest with himself saying, you know, I'm not that radio guy. I'm not that guy that's trying to put out his songs. I respect this 100%. This is a great hip-hop album. He knows his fan base. He knows who to, uh, he going on tour for it. I respect that. Get the bag for what you do best. I respect any artist that does what they do best. Right. But if you're trying, like, the only reason why I think you're trying to go, like, mainstream route is because I remember you dissed Lil Nas X for that song, that hit song that he came out, which is probably the best song that ever came out, selling-wise. Hmm? I don't know if y'all know Lil Nas X it sold was, out. Yeah, I mean, his song was... What was Old Town? Old, Old Town, Town Road was, like, the... Number one song for the longest period. For the of longest time. ever. Yeah. So he dissed them. It just and it's how bad the radio is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really good song. But anyway. Can I ask a question on that? What's, What's up? up? Do you believe that it was the best song because of what happened with the billboards on that? As what you mean? But didn't they classify that not as country? Mm. Well, as no. That, that's... Came in? That song, originally when he entered it, he entered it in as a country song. song yeah. They told him no. Right. It doesn't sound country enough. Mm -hmm. So then he got uh, uh, Miley Cyrus' father, Billy Ray. Billy Ray, to get on the remix. Billy Ray was like, if you say this song is country, it sound country to me, I'm going to hop on this song and say, hey, now what? It sold as more like a pop song. They still did the hip-hop chart stuff. Um, but... That really took it over the top, but stay number one <clears throat> for the longest like, time. Because it did that route when people were like, mm -hmm. "No, this isn't country." Well, okay, and so all that did is it did it reach height? Because I know once it's once they said no, it's not country. Everyone thought, "Oh, it's because." Well, you got to think about this. Right. He has to start all over again, right? Because that first song that nobody knows is "Old Town Road," just Little Nas X. Right. The remix is the one with Billy with Ray, Billy Ray right. that that's. Everybody listening to and mm -hmm. what got popular, so and even with that now now today people don't care what you classify it as. Yeah, so come on, no. nobody cares. Yeah, even if he tried to roll it out as country, it was it was going to do what it does. He could have said it was fucking hard rock. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like, it was I mean? it was always going to do the numbers, bro. I think that song was that good. Like the dynamic of the whole song and how it's just how it was captured. Like it was it was really good. <laughs> but to go back to what I was saying, Dave East this. Lil Nas X because of, I don't know. I don't know why he dissed him. It was just like, bruh, when I seen that, I was like, he's not in your lane, though. Like, you got to know what artist is in your lane. Like, maybe you should diss somebody like Fabulous or something. Right. Somebody that's in that hip-hop straight bars realm. Mm -hmm. But, um, so that had me a little confused. So, if he's trying to stick to his lane, I respect it. And right now, I get this album... I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Mm. But uh, I think I would go back to it. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back to it. 
All right, yo. I really did not want to listen to this album. I really did not want to like this album. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I was not checking for Dave East at all. Um, there was no music that he put out that really stood out to me previously to this. But I had no choice. When I listened to this song, to this album, the first track, I was like, okay, DJ Premier, you know, the intro was subpar to me. I didn't really care for the next track, which was Penthouse. But then, Godfather 4 came on, featuring That's uh, one of my favorite songs on there. That when that joke came on, I was like, wait, what am I listening to? Right. <laughs> it, that brought me in. All right. that, and, that's the song that brought me in, too. And from there, that's when I was like, okay. He was locked in. I was locked in yeah, at that say, point. Yeah. yeah, I was locked in at that point. And so I started listening. And this this album is great. This is a hip hop to the T album right mm-hmm. here. And he's paying homage not only to legends, but paying homage also to his city, New York. That's yeah. a really big shoe to fill to like to, to come up in. So anyway, I think he did that. You know what I mean? He 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 brought DJ Premier um on his on his album. He brought Fabulous, he brought Tiana Taylor. He brought um, Nas. I mean, Max B. These legendary yeah, New Yorkers, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. um, to support. And then also, I felt at the same time, because, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like New York rap is boring right now. I don't feel like it's new or fresh or anything like that. Um, besides ASAP Rocky and ASAP Mob, that's like a whole different category. Um, because they don't even sound like New York rap. But, um... Yes, they got Houston. Yeah, yeah, they got definitely Trill um, influence in there. But he also has newer influence as well, too. They kept it fresh. They, they made, um... Um... They got Little Baby on the jump. They got Gunna on the jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They got Rick Ross. They got, um, you know, uh, uh, Rick... They got Rick Ross. They got Ty Dolla Sign. They got all these other people on here, um... That made the album a little bit fresher. I mean, they got the dream on here too. I, I haven't heard of the dream and a brick. Yeah, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but Miss America said I thought Davies was a basketball player. So let, let me go. <laughs> he definitely was. Um, he definitely talked about this in the album. Okay, I, yeah. I know. Yeah, he was definitely wanting to be a ball player, and it's funny. He was and, really good, actually. And, and really uh, good. Yeah, shout out to Miss America and shout out Antonio Wayside. Sheck West was another one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Sheck West was definitely yeah. another one. But I'm talking about a full project, a full album, um, not a, just a hit song, you know, or you know, or half of your mixtape being sounding somewhat good. This album from start to finish is a true New York dope ass album. You know what I mean? It's, he's telling stories within this album, and it, it's very personal. You know, which I think that's why I gravitated to this so much. Um, when you listen to the song On My Way to School, mm-hmm. and, you know, he talks about what he dealt with literally on his way to school and stuff like that. I like that song. I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. That's so, really good. So, so for me, this is what hip-hop is. Hip-hop is storytelling, you right. know what I mean, in a very creative way. And he did that on this album. And I feel like he did just enough for me to, like, be like, okay... I respect you now. I, I will listen to this, and I will. Let, I want to listen to it again and more. So that's how I feel about this jump. Well, let me ask you this. Okay. Because <laughs> I see. Well, what you rate this? Let me ask you that first. I'll give it an eight. Okay, I respect that. An eight out of what? 
Eight out, out of ten. ten. Just making sure somebody commented on there earlier saying seven out of ten question mark. So basically top hill, we love to critique albums. I feel like albums still are important. Albums, mixtapes, whatever you want to call it. Overall project. Project. A project. Yeah. Um I'm not trying to sway your decision. I know you're a stronghold. I know. I know you stronghold on Carter Three, but I have I do have a question. So uh, looking at no, looking <laughs> at this album. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. I, let me let me ask you this. Do you see any of these songs as a single on the radio? And that's what I like about it though. Okay. I don't. I don't see the answer to your question, no. And even it's crazy that you say that because Night Shift is his single technically right now. Te- Night, what? Shift, Night Shift Night Shift with Lil Baby. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It, that it's was his single. That's the joke that's popping right now. That's the joke that He's trying to push. Well, that Apple bonus track will probably be better. Yeah. On site with Ty Dollar Sign. Yeah. But Ty Dollar Sign will save you for the hit. <laughs> that, that man blends so many things. But anyway, um, yeah, bro. Uh, well, even with Night Shift being what's supposed to be the single, I don't really care for Night Shift like that. Me either. You know what I mean? I I I thought it was subpar. And, and so what I try to listen to this at first. I I listen to Night Shift first. I was like, this does not make me want to listen to your album oh. at all. But I knew I had to do it. Same here. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I had to do our homework. Yeah, I had to much. do our homework. And, and, you know, and this is this is why we're here. We love hip-hop, so we decided we're going to go ahead and listen to this album anyway. We listened to the album. Right. And I fell in love with the album outside of Night Shift, which makes me respect it even more. It's so crazy that when you think about people trying to sell their records and they're trying to make their song the hottest song, think about it. You go back to Wale. He mm. had Chillin'. That didn't really represent attention deficit. You have Kendrick Lamar swimming pool. That didn't really represent Good Kid, Mad City. Right. You know what I mean? But then, when you listen to the album, it's like, oh, this is something completely different than what I expected. Right. So I was, I, I, I like it. You know what I mean? So let me, let me say this. Why I asked you that mm. is because I'm going back to the podcast with Carter Two versus Carter Three, and I'll. I know I know you see my perspective, but I want to go more indefinite. Carter 2 will be something like this. Because I feel like Carter 2 really told his story. If you think about it. Mm-hmm. And really, it has singles on there, but it really didn't. It was more about the album. And that's why I feel like what Carter 3 had. It had mostly singles. Classic songs. I'll give you that. It had classic songs that was pivotal that people are going to remember. So my question is this, does having a hit single matter when it comes to album or it doesn't? Yes, because at the end of the day, you're doing this to make money. You're doing this to get your mom out the hood. You're doing this to, to you're not just rapping because it's cool. You, you're rapping because you want a better life for yourself, right? right. Or, you're, or you're passionate about it, right? So what about just, because you know where I come from, it's just about the music. Yeah. I don't care about the other extra shit. So, okay, so what sonically sounds good, right? What sonically sounds good. Okay, this is good. But, hey, Dave East, make up the Carter 3. Make the Carter 3, and then you'll, yeah. He's not that artist, though. He could be. We didn't think Lil Wayne was that artist. I don't think he, I don't think. Lil Wayne, I could see it. Him, I don't see it. We can see it now, but Lil Wayne. He like 10, maybe more projects deep already. Lil Wayne, the Carter 2, we did not see the Carter 3 coming. We did not see, um, you know. I mean, he had his singles on there though. He had Fireman. He had yes, Hustle but those music, songs sounded shooter. really different than 
than um, the Carter Three singles. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So we didn't. See but you can see, Wayne. you can see already that he already had he had the potential to make great songs, and Davies doesn't. I don't he see has, that. Okay, okay. Well, you said this sounds like the Carter Two to you. So no, I don't I see. I don't know. Nah, I didn't say it sounded like the Carter Two. I just said the formula, like. The Carter too, the way he was telling stories organic to him. Same thing with survival. Mm-hmm. It's organic to him and he's telling stories and it's cohesive and it's that's what I mean. I don't mean it's they sound the same. So my my overall point is, like I asked you, like, is singles important? And from mm-hmm. I listen to other Davies projects and I don't hear no I don't see the potential in singles. His image is really saving him because, I mean, you know, the females love him because of how he looks. And I he's from the like, East Coast, so. This nigga look like Jordan Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga could be twins for real. For real? Hey, bruh, these I don't niggas, think I've seen what he look like. Jordan Lucas and this nigga look the exact same. You will oh, not man. be able to tell these niggas apart. Um, but anyway, this, I don't give a fuck about singles, to be honest with you. I don't care if your song is being played on the radio. I don't listen to the radio. I listen to good music, and I find a lot of good music is not being played on the radio. I don't need to hear one song played ten times in one hour. Fuck mm-hmm. that shit. So, that's how I feel about that. Anyway. Yeah, let's move it along. What do you feel? Uh, top pill albums right now. Top out of... Let me give you my top between these albums that we listed. Okay. So, we listed Lil Mose, Mosey, Jacquees, King of R&B, Doja Cat, Hot Paint, Dave East Survival. Um, out of all of these... Lil Mose... It's like, nah. Hell no. <laughs> Doja Cat. Uh, the reason why I picked Doja Cat is, like I mentioned before, I feel like she go pop, and it's a fun album. And if I was to throw a kickback or a party... I'm going to play Doja Cat, and it's going to make the ladies dance. So that matters a lot to me. So, <laughs> and like I said, I can go back to it. Um, I'm comfortable in my, uh, I'm comfortable with who I am and stuff. Like, I could listen to a female album, and I could go back and listen to this. So, yeah. Um, Out of these albums right here, I really was about to give it to Doja Cat. I really was. But... I listened to Dave East today, <laughs> and this is a hip-hop podcast, and I cannot give it to her off of this. I, the album sounds good. I will play it again. It's fun. Mm-hmm. All of the above. But when it comes to hip-hop, it's going to be Dave East. It's, mm. got, it's got to be. He gave you a true hip-hop album. A, a, a hip-hop album that sounds sonically good. I haven't had a New York, a new-coming New York rapper that made me want to listen to his whole entire project from start to finish in a while. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And, and New York started all this. So it's, it's really good. It's refreshing to hear a dope New York artist um, with a great-ass album uh, paying homage to the, to the legends living. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm giving it to Davey Survival on that. Now I gotta say one more thing. I I hate the cover art so much. He got that tight ass leather shirt on, like his little brother shirt. Like, what the hell was you thinking with this cover art? He got a leather tight shirt. He looked like an R&B artist, but 
Uh, if y'all y'all gotta check out that cover art. It's trash, bro. He, he looked like uh, Jay Holiday without his Cadillac. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that shit's garbage. But nah, I'll give you that. It's a good album. I'll go back to it. If you love hip hop, if you love bars and lyrics, definitely go check out Davies. If you don't like bars, and <laughs> if you don't like bars, go listen to Little Uzi. <laughs> All right. So anyway, what is your top hill album this week? Is it still Jesus is King, or did somebody knock it off? Hmm. Damn. Hmm. I'm going to give it to Doja Cat. Hot Pink. Damn. I really believe in her. I really believe... Mark my words. Remember Top Hill, episode 7. Um... There's going to be a lot of songs off of this record that's going to go gold and platinum. She's going to make music videos. She going to, These songs is going to be on the radio. Mark my words. I believe that. I believe in Doja Cat. Let's get it. I'm sticking with that. That's my top hill. I want to be bad at Chad, but I can't because I listen to the album and it's good. It sounds good. It's fun. Um, I will play it again. Like you said, you know, if you're having a cookout or... You know what I mean? you you having a party or whatever. You want to play this jump because it's going to let everybody, you know, have a good time and everything like that. But I can't help but try to give some some respect to what real hip-hop actually sounds like. And what real hip-hop sounds like is Dave East's survival. Yeah, the, the cover art is trash. <laughs> you, you look like Jay Holiday, you know, Cadillac broke down, and you're sitting in the middle of the intersection waiting for a fucking triple <laughs> You know what I mean? But but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I don't care about that. I care about the music, and the music sounds amazing. Um, I, I, I love what he's talking about. I, I love the storytelling in this album. And um, it makes me love and appreciate hip-hop. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's what it's all about. So, yes, right now, I feel like Dave East's survival album is the hottest album out right now. Um, and this is the beauty about Top Hill, y'all. You know, this this could change every week. You know what I mean? Next week, we might feel completely different. You know what I mean? When I first heard Jesus is King, I thought that that was the end-all, be-all right now. But after listening to it more than a week or so, I realized that, oh, I was just happy to hear Kanye's voice on a hip-hop album again. That's that's the truth. Um, and now... Wow, that album's still great. i still go back to it. But anyway, <laughs> Doja is King. <laughs> So, but you gave it to Davies, right? I gave it to Davies. Yeah. So, that's Top Hill album for us right now. Bet. That's good. I like it. I like these two that we mentioned right now. Yeah, because it's um, it's it's dynamically different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're both hip-hop. This was a good week. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? It's fun. But, you know, we about to get into some shit in part two. Um, let's go ahead and take a break because... This next segment, this this next section right here, we got some we got some stuff to talk about, y'all. So, um, yeah, uh, make sure y'all tune back into part two. You're now live with Top Hill. Top 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 top. top. Ugly as shit on this Facebook. <laughs> top, 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 top. Well, it's right there on your face. Yeah, hey, I don't like it. <laughs> 
Alright, y'all. Welcome back to Top Pill, episode 007. Lucky number seven. Part two. Part two, niggas. You just heard what our Top Hill albums were for this week. We gave y'all some fresh faces, man. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about the top singles um, that are out right now. Well, some new stuff that just came out right now. We'll see how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. Let's start out with the little Baby. Whoa. Uh, Chad, what you think about that, John? <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Wow. Uh, I was excited to hear something new from the little Baby. I feel like... Um, He's one of the young niggas that uh, that actually could really rap mm-hmm. um, and still bring in that new sound. Um, I think it was decent. Um, it's nothing really new from the baby, mm-hmm. but like it's a record that I could have heard a while ago. But I like it for what it is. And that's all I got to say about it. How about you? That joint was basic. <laughs> Coming from a little baby, I expected more. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't really... Yeah, I just don't care for it. It didn't sound like anything um, that made me want to listen to it again. Possibly radio will play it, and maybe if they play it and beat it into our heads, you know, maybe it might yeah, be... it might be good over time. Maybe it's something I'm missing, but I don't know. I didn't care for it at all, to be honest with you. I, listen, I tried to listen to it more than once, and I was just like... I don't get it. Yeah, it's pretty decent. So, um, what's yeah. the next one? Moving on. Tory Lanez. Jerry Sprunger. This song right here, y'all. Okay, so Tory Lanez dropped a song called Jerry Sprunger. It's coming up for his Chicks Tape uh, 5. Mm. You know, his his uh, that's his little joint right there. His mixtapes are great. Mixed Probably better fire. than his album. Yeah, I'm not even going to hold you. Like, the mixtape, because he's paying homage to... Like legendary songs before him, like the last joint, the last uh, chicks take was really dope. He did the Proud Family cover, he did the um, Grind oh, on yeah. Me uh, cover song, just amazing uh, cover of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with this one, he gave us the first joint off of the mixtape, Jerry Sprunger, which is a remake of T Pain's "I'm Sprung." Well, it's just my favorite T Pain song of all time, top five. Songs from T Pain that I love. This song is this this tells you how talented T Pain is and how his music is just timeless. And it influenced a lot of people. It did. I'm Sprung came out in like oh five, oh four around there. That joint that is joint old. That joint's still fire. To it's fire, room. bro. Like like still listen, fire. if you listen to I'm Sprung, that joint still sounds like it belongs here. Yes. You know what I mean? And 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 that's Facts. basically what Tory Lanez did with that. He he flipped it, he remixed it, and then he went uh, a step above. He called T Pain. Mm-hmm. Brought T Pain out. He said, "I want T Pain to he listen to this first before anybody else." That's respect. Let him sit in the Lambo. That's play, respect. Play the song. Respect for him. the legend. And T Pain was just like, "Bro, you did this." Yes. Then he's like, "I'm gonna go further." <laughs> T-Pain, I'm gonna put myself on it. Can you do a verse for me? Hey, you, uh, this is how you pay homage. Yes. This is how great music continues on. Mm-hmm. And. 
that joint the in the video. If y'all haven't seen the, the video, is is just lit. Like, I didn't see the video, but I'm pretty sure it's it's fire. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's lit. It's just good music, good vibes. Do yourself a favor. Listen to Jerry Sprunger, Tory Lanez, and T-Pain. Somebody just said, Dave, you just dropped something. You're late, bruh. We just talked about that. We Part gave, one. That was his top um, album, actually, bro. Yes, I did pick Roll Dave Runner. East um, as my top hill album. I picked Doja Cat. So, yeah, bro. Um, we talked about that already. No, it's cool. So, um, this will be available on YouTube um, and also on all streaming platforms. Um, effective immediately, we got Google, Spotify, Breaker, um, Anchor. We got all the uh, premium podcasting stations. We're on there right now. Um, all you gotta do is type in Top Hill Pod, and yeah, you're gonna see us and listen to us. So, right. check us out there. So, um, so you loved it, you loved it, the single. I loved it, man. I really did. Um, and then another song came out. Hold on, I, I gotta get my little. Oh, my bad, my bad, bro. Hey. I, didn't, my, I didn't mean to step. In I the agree toes, with bro. you. I, I love this song because, like I said before, T Pain outsprung top top five songs from T Pain. Personally, so when they did a little remake to it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm all automatically gonna love this." As soon as the song turned on, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is it. It's a it's a hit song. It's gonna be played everywhere." So mm-hmm. I'm excited for the project. I would say this though before we move on, mm-hmm. the last um, project Tory Lanez put out, mm-hmm. I can see where the, the direction he's going towards. Cause that last project, I'm not gonna lie, I liked it a lot. And it's very pop. It's a pop album. Mm-hmm. You could tell he's trying to go mainstream. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like every song of that album was just a hit. Like you could put it on the radio. I don't know if you remember it. It had um, it was a blue cover. Yeah, memories don't die. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, he got the joint with Meek Mill on there. Yeah, but the only thing is, I noticed that he always calls himself like the best out, and I don't know if you could say that because. It seems like you sell your soul to the mainstream because you're making uh, these hits. Because when I listen to an album, like it's not organically. It's just a. It's just hit maker out. Al- it's just hit maker songs on the album. All right, let me let me say this. Okay, I I feel like I might be a little bit biased towards Tory Lanez just because I've seen Tory Lanez live multiple times. So when you see somebody live, you get a little bit more sense of who they are, what the character is, what the personality is, right. how they perform. Tory Lanez is probably one of the best performers I have ever seen. Oh, okay. Period. I can see that. I mean, the first time I seen him was by accident at Rolling Loud. This is he he came on before J. Cole. I didn't get to see him. Yeah, I know, you were somewhere else. But um I, I seen him there, I was like, oh, this dog I listened to some of his songs, but this man is good. Like this song is good. And then, you know, I took my girl out. We went to a Tory Lanez concert at the Fillmore in Silver Spring. And, yo, this man, he was climbing on the fucking ceiling. He was crowd surfing. Like Travis Scott, pretty much. He even, he name dropped Travis Scott. He said, yeah, y'all think Travis Scott got the best concert? Let him know right now. It's me. Uh I got that shit. And I ain't going to hold you, bro. His energy is insane. His energy live is insane. I don't know that many people that can do that, okay. you know, on tour. And then I seen him again at Chris Brown's tour um, in Baltimore, and he even was able to cater to a much bigger stage than that because Fillmore's a little bit more personal, you know what I mean? Okay. But, but with, you know, when you're on the tour with Chris Brown, you know, you're doing major stadiums. So anyway, 
Tory Lanez is a confident in, individual. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know he had fallouts with Drake, but he even went on tour with Drake, too. He did the world tour with Drake, you know, because he, he's from Canada. He's from Toronto. I feel like Tory Lanez is a dope-ass artist. I feel like, I don't feel like he's that arrogant. I feel like, you know, he really earned where he's at. When you listen to his story. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely to, earned it. Yeah, he, I mean, this man was homeless. His mom kicked him out. I mean, he, he been through some real shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like he actually got to the point where he, he can say, yo, I am this. I earned this. Yeah, and, I respect that. Yeah. All I'm saying is, um, all I'm saying is, it's kind of hard to put you in the the category with, like... Because what I mean when he says he's the best, he tries to say, like, he's compared to Kendrick, Drake, he's Cole. It's a, a different genre, though. Like, he, he's, he's... But he can rap, though. He can rap, but he also sings. He He's... And like you said, he's kind of pop, too. He's in a different lane. That's what I'm saying. So, it, it I feel like he's leaning too much, which is fine. Get your bag, bro, because the, the bag is where the pop... And the hit singles are so, but if you're trying to compete with somebody like Drake, Kendrick, Cole, that's gonna be kind of hard from what you're laying see, out. I don't see him trying to do that. I don't see him trying to go. But that's that what box. he's been saying. That's all. That's all I was trying to address. All right. All right. If he's saying that, he's bugging. But yeah. outside of that, that's what he definitely. He, he's a dope saying. artist. He's a dope performer. He makes dope music. But yeah, yeah, don't I put your with name that. with Kendrick Cole and Drake. The, those are our goats right now. Don't 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 do that. Yeah. If you wanna if you wanna do that, I feel like he does have the potential because I listened to Tory Lanez early on. Mm-hmm. And his earlier mixtapes, that man can spit mm-hmm. and still bring R&B just like Drake. But, uh, yeah, you haven't brought that lately. It's just been straight, like, I don't know. pop his, hit his, singles. His little feud with Joyner Lucas was kind of fun to listen to as well. Oh, yeah, that was all right. You know, he, he, his little battle raps and stuff like that. So he came with some bars. But, yeah, that's that's Jerry Sprunger, y'all. Like, okay. that joint that is a dope-ass single. Check it out. Yeah, that's fire. That's going to be played for... For, for weeks, for months, probably. I'm very excited to hear what Chicks Take 5 sounds like. Yeah, if you same. did this, I want to know what else you remixed. The cover art is fire as well. So I love it. The last single we're going to talk about is Mr. Kevin O'Chris from Brazil. Never heard of him. Nobody has heard of this man. <laughs> but the song is featuring Aubrey Graham. <laughs> Other known as Drizzy Drake. <laughs> Drizzy Drake himself, The uh, what they call him? Uh, they he Six could, <laughs> not even that, but he's that nigga that just influenced everybody's song. Like he gets, he hops on his songs and makes it hot. Like people know yeah. names. You, th- you think about people like Block Boy JB. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Like all these little baby, little baby. He yeah, two little but baby people. Songs. Yeah, but people didn't know who little baby was for real, unless she was from Atlanta. But yeah, man, Drake is known. For putting people on, and that's why I respect them. I feel like he don't get enough credit for that. He yeah. definitely put people on. Migos. Yeah, Migos. He put the Migos Versace. on, Versace. Versace, exactly. Versace, Versace. So, so anyway, Drake, dog. Um, this man, this nigga is talented as fuck, dog. Like you said, he, he went on for putting on people in the States. Then he started branching out. I mean, Puerto Rico's to the States. He reached out to Bad Bunny. You know what I mean? He did this song, Mia, uh, with Bad Bunny, which is a Latin yeah. smash. And the I UK, played it. All of UK. Did UK mess with him too? Yeah. Skept- okay, so Drake 
He's knows a beast. how to make music internationally on a world stage. He's a beast. <laughs> he is a complete dog. Like, I understand why he calls himself the six guy. Like, this joke, he just knows how to make music and, and how, how to cater to people. So, um, anyway, about this single right here mm-hmm. uh, featuring Kevin O'Chris. Um, this song is called Ella Ed. Do or do? I don't know. I What's don't speak, that mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't speak Portuguese, but it's Portuguese. Yes, okay. because Kevin Chris is from Brazil, so I'm assuming that he's speaking Portuguese because it's not Spanish. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I would have said it was Spanish. <laughs> Tad wants to put the Brazilian people in a Spanish box so bad. I do, bro. They, but they're not. Um, no anyway. disrespect, y'all. I love y'all. No, he doesn't. Res- respect the Brazil. Shout out to Brazil. This is like the third time he disrespected <laughs> Brazil. Um, but anyway, um, this came off of Drake actually headlined a concert in Brazil. Um, he headlined a concert in Brazil. I didn't know that. Yeah, he headlined a jump. Um, they loved him down there, obviously. He of killed course. that shit. Drake. Um, and then while he was down there, he gave a blessing to one of their artists. You know what I mean? Got you. Okay. So that makes that, sense now. That's the connection. You know what I mean? And and you got to respect that, man. Like, he he was, he was is not scared to go into different arenas that he's not used to. Um, even though I don't know what the fuck they're saying, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I play, that, I play that song a lot this week. Okay. And I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I mean, there is some English-speaking parts in there but um this song sounds good you know mm-hmm. what i mean it just point blank period it sounds good so i agree um so you like it too yeah i don't have much to say about it i do like it i just listened to it today so okay. from what i heard first listen second listen i loved it um i don't understand the portuguese but <laughs> it's fire it's fire i can see it being a um a, a hit song what's the song called again it's called Ele Edo or Ele de Tipo, something like that. Just yeah, type, something like that. Just type in Drake and, and type in Kevin O'Chris is going to come up. Um, yeah, so that's those are the top singles. I don't even know if I can pick one. Cause yeah, the, pick, well, you got to pick one, bro. What's, what's going to be your top? I already know mine. <laughs> All right, you go first then. Tory Lanez, Jerry Springer. Springer. Okay. okay. Uh, reason why is because I just feel like that's something I could play over and over again. Yeah. That's something I could listen to in the club. That's something I could listen to at the party. Something I could listen to in my car. Like, that's one of the singles I'm going to keep going back to. And it's one of my, it goes back, it references my, my old favorite song. Yeah. T-Pain on Sprung. So, so yeah, that's that's my top single. I'm here with it, y'all. Like, it's that club, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with Chad Visionaire on this one because... This is how you execute a remix. This is how you pay homage. This is mm-hmm. how you make music. You take a song like T Pain Time Sprung that was already a mega hit. You then do your own hit on it, your own version on it, because this is a mixtape. It's not his single. You then capitalize on that. Then you go grab the man. You let him listen to it first. You know, you show him the respect that is earned and due. And then it's a genuine song. They come together. They do the T Pain hops on the remix. They do the video together. It is a perfect laid out track. I have to give it to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you. It's it's top single. But 
Yeah, I mean, the Drake song is really good with Kevin O'Chris, but yeah, it, it, come on now. This is how you execute. Yeah, Period. Facts. All right, let's move it along, man. Top shit. Top, top shit. Let's get it. I'm hey, excited um, for this segment. I'm really excited. Lord, Lord. Because there's a lot to talk about. It's, it's, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot that happened this week. Let's jump into uh, this. We, yeah, we need to address certain topics. So, what we got first? So, we got... Instagram is taking away our likes. Yes. In the U.S. So, so you want to tackle that first? I'll tackle a little bit of it. All you know right. what I mean? Flag football. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Instagram CEO decided that he's going to start running tests on removing um, likes off of U.S. pages. Mm-hmm. Um, some people feel like this is a win. Some people feel like this is stupid. And I'm really I'm really in the middle between this because of a lot of reasons. One, I get that people feel like they're so consumed with social media and getting likes and attention from other people that, you know, they don't, a lot of people commit suicide. A lot of people don't feel like they're good enough. A lot of people, you know, are dealing with some real stuff and they feel like what they put out, what they post, if it doesn't get a certain amount of likes and they don't feel like they're good enough, you know, everybody puts stuff up on the Instagram page hoping to get a ton of likes because it makes them feel good about themselves. You know what I mean? So I get to that point where if you take that away, then it's just about posting what you like. You know what I mean? And and it's cool. Mm-hmm. But then you got to think about this. We live in a very demonic world, a capitalistic world. For sure. Where money is always going to be the number one goal. All right. You know what I mean? They're not going to do something unless it makes dollars and cents to them. It's the number one source. So, and I'm glad. Shout out to Nicki Minaj for bringing light to this topic for mm-hmm. me because I would have never thought about it until she brought it up and I did my research on it. So when I look at this, if you take away, think about all the people that were e- that were able to create businesses, that were able to become artists right. for going, we just talked about Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. Take away Doja Cat's likes on YouTube. Right. Who is she? You know what I mean? How would we have heard her? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or who would gave her a deal? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Perfect example right there. So what Instagram looks like what they're doing is they're taking, they, they will remove the likes off your page. And instead of them going to the user and getting the analytics from the user's page, and the user can present them, hey, I got this many likes on this picture, or I got this many followers. Mm -hmm. This is why you should sign me to your deal, or sign me to this, or give me money there. Instead, instead of going to the user, they can go to Instagram. And then they got to pay Instagram to get that information, Mm -hmm. instead of you. So it's, it's almost like it's taking money away from the person of the user. So, yes, Instagram made this platform. Instagram made this platform that we could all do this. But now it's like they're taking that platform away for what the potential that it can be for the user to make its maximum outcome. Yes, it could be selfish. But mm-hmm. my thing is, like, Instagram, you got enough money. You know what I mean? You got the clout. You already, you know what I mean? You already got enough attention where you're going to make money. And 
And, you know, people get the likes from you. Yes, I get that. But it's the user that's putting out the content to the world that's getting the attention and the likes. You know what I mean? So I feel like taking it away from the user is is disrespectful as fuck. So what do you think that should happen? I think they should leave it the way it is. I I, I think that um, there's something, and you got to think about what they've done recently, right? Because remember how Instagram, Instagram used to be set up where stuff came up at chronological order. Mm -hmm. What time did you post stuff mattered. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's just what's popular. They put what's popular in front of you first. Right. And then you get down to everything else. You know what I mean? So, I get that, but also putting in certain comments, and then Cardi B chimed in on this too. I know Cardi B chimed in. She felt like this went down when uh, people started to be able to reply to comments and started liking comments and stuff like that, and they started putting people who were verified comments up first, or people uh, who got to like yeah, comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And she felt like that was more so bullying than yeah. anything else. And that kind of that kind of was though. Yeah, it yeah, is. I mean, was. she made a very good point. That's right. Everybody's making really good points about this subject, and it's very interesting because if this happens, and this will change how we view a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? Because we're so used to seeing, okay, you know, if, you, if you're a person that only gets, you know, like 10 or so likes and then, you know, you post something and one day you get 10,000 likes and 5,000 shit, you feel like, oh, shoot, it changes your life, right. you know, at that point. You know, this is popping in my brain now. There was a gentleman who, he has a whole bunch of tattoos on his face. He started, um, you know, he did a video teaching his daughter how to uh, lock and load a gun. Okay. His daughter was like probably like ten years old, something like that. Or looked like she was very young. Mm-hmm. And the video went viral. He went from being, you know, a no, pretty much a nobody, to being somebody that was viral the next day. Mm. He started getting opportunities, business changes, stuff like that, and he was changed his those, life, changed his whole entire life yeah. off of that. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you, I don't want to take that away because there's just so many businesses out here. There's so many entrepreneurs out here that have been working towards doing this and now this being taken away, I don't know what this will do. Mm-hmm. Especially if it goes to the money of Instagram and not the person. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. Man, that's that's very good points, man. Um, you said everything I would have probably said <laughs> earlier. But um, to piggyback off of what you said, if you look at it, there's pros and there's cons. Yeah. There's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. And my overall look on this is um, what's my overall? I lost my train of thought. So basically, my pros with with the Instagram being up is number one, your business could strive off of Instagram. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's engagement for your customers. Yeah. And with the cons, um, we could talk about Kanye. I feel like Kanye kind of played a part. Maybe some he other did. people did, did. He did. But I definitely see his point of view. Like, mm-hmm. mentally, it can mess you up because you feel like you have to be something that you're not. And you could be very talented and people still won't even recognize you. Cause, and that's very true because there's people out there that's not even talented that got so many followers. And you got people that's talented that only got, like, 200 followers. So I, I get that point of view. And I get that mental state. But, um... What's up? You know but yeah, um, yeah. Overall, man, um, this is my over. I'm gonna 
Because you said everything I would have said, but I'm going to just lay it out like this. I feel like with everything in life, it's a balance. Mm-hmm. And this could be another thing. I want to compare it to a... I guess you compare it to a drug or something, but everything has to have a balance. Like, even with food, like, food is good for us, but food could be also bad for us. It depends on how you treat it. It's just like with Instagram and social media. You have to have a balance with it, and you have to teach people what the balance is. So if there's somebody that's dealing with insecurity with Instagram, maybe offer classes. I don't... I agree with you. This is my... um, my decision, I feel like they shouldn't take away at all. And I think the reason, I think the mental issue is just an excuse to take it away. I feel like the real reason is, and I'm agreeing with Nicki Minaj, I feel like it's going to take money out black of black people people's pockets. Because yeah. black people are really prospering off of Instagram. It's, and we're getting very yeah, educated. we create the culture and run that shit. Right, and we're we getting educated on Instagram. Yeah. Like kids that don't really care about school and stuff, they're going on Instagram and they're looking at posts and they see a post that says something about our culture, they're definitely going to read it or see a video or whatever, their favorite artist. So, I don't mean to cut you off. We do got one comment. Um, Shout out Miss Bin Laden. She said, what's for you is for you. Nobody can take that away from you. A like won't make it or break you or your business. Um, So so that's a point that, that, you know, a lot of people feel the same way that she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? My thing is, I just don't want money taken away from my people's pockets. And it will I, if, you take is, a, if you take away the likes, man. The likes are important because it's engagement. It's engagement. And people, when it comes down to those those businesses that want to give you sponsorships, that want to give you a shot and stuff like that, they look at how engaged are you. Yes. So in, in regard, this is, this is why I say that it is important because at the end of the day, they are going to look at it, and they're going to find a way to get it. And if the only way that they're going to get it is through the Instagram person, mm-hmm. which means the Instagram person will get paid, and you don't, that's not right. I'd rather you get paid, the person that put out the content mm-hmm. and put out the work, right. to get paid. I don't want Instagram to get paid more for your work. That's why I that's said. What that's I what. Said. That's why I think they're money hungry. It has nothing to do. Yeah. With care. To be honest, bro, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. But like these high corporate companies, and this is my this is my theory. I don't I don't think they care about any of us. They don't give a shit about us. So I really feel like Sorry. it's about the money, and an I not, I don't support it, bro. I get what Kanye's coming from. It's it's a mental thing when you're trying to impress people, but that's what that's like the idea that I have. I feel like you should offer classes. I mean, there's already people out there that's expressing um, how to deal with Instagram and social media and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's no excuse, bro. You're taking you're pretty much taking the money out of people. You're taking the bag away from us, and I don't support it. So real quick, in Instagram owned by Facebook. Instagram is owned by. Facebook. Yeah. So if Instagram is going to go this route, is it most more likely that Facebook's going to go that route? I mean, face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they they get blended together sometimes. So you got to be careful with that as well too. I don't really feel like Mark Zuckerberg is somebody that should be trusted as well either. Yeah. But anyway, um, shout out Miss Bin Laden. Thank you so much for your comment. Yes, and, thank you. And also check out her um, her business Nails by Her. Um, check out her Instagram Nails by Her. Um, 
So yeah, uh, do we want to just get into this next segment? Yeah, this is we gonna talk. Okay, all right. Yeah. Basically, Instagram don't take the bag. Yeah, don't take in the bag. Don't take no money from my people. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I will support that. I I if you take away the likes and people can still flourish and and create their own businesses and their own ideas and everything and flourish, dope. But if if you're literally just doing this to get another bag and taking the bag away from the people that's making your App cool, fuck you. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm using Instagram right now, mother. Anyway, um, <laughs> next topic: artist of the decade. They want to take this shit away. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. We're on all streaming platforms, following Google, Spotify, Breaker, soon to be on Apple Music. Anyway, um, artist of the decade, Billboard has came out. And announced that their artist of the decade will go to Aubrey well, Graham. Other than Drake. <laughs> yes, Aubrey Graham. Aubrey Graham. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy we all love from Degrassi. <laughs> Drake. Jimmy. Drizzy Drake has been nominated. Not, not even nominated. One as artist of the decade. Yes, um sir. Chad Visionaire, do you agree with this selection? A hundred percent agree. Okay. And the reason why, I mean, it's it's um, he has definitely have close competitors, and we list the close competitors. Yeah, please f- refresh us. Beyonce. Mm. Rihanna. Mm. Kendrick. Mm. Um, respectfully, you could throw Kanye in there. Kanye, Kid Cudi, um, Lil Wayne. I'm trying to think if I can... And Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, Artists of the Decade. This is how, personally, I see it. Um, number one, I'm looking at consistency. Yep. Consistency is key because you could drop a really good album or songs or whatever, but to be the Artist of the Decade, your name has to be mentioned every year. And Drake has been mentioned every single year. And when I think about Rihanna, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kendrick, let's let's be real, people. They haven't been mentioned every year. They have amazing kind of... their time. Yeah, they have dropped amazing projects, amazing songs. But consistency with Drake, even if he didn't drop an album that year... He had dropped songs that had went that stood the test of time through throughout the whole year. Like he had his songs that stand the test of time on the radio, that stand the test of time with our culture, like people playing it, albums that he dropped, mixtapes. If you think about it, we're, what's a decade? Uh, Ten, years. Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> Twenty. Well, no, people like, need to know. <laughs> yeah, people. In case some people you don't didn't know. know. That. <laughs> 2010 to 2020. Yes. So Think about that. Let's make this very, very clear, you guys. We're not saying Drake is the greatest artist of all time, which he's working for that title. Right. But we're saying from 2010 to now, Yes. who is the most consistent artist that gives you what you want every time? And that's Drake. If you think about it, bro, like... Not even just albums, mixtapes, and singles. Features. 
Features. Yeah. Features are very important. He has hopped on any nigga's song that you could think of. Like, trap, lyricist-type people, international. He's always has set the bar high. Yeah. And I don't see anybody... I mean, the closest one I would think is Beyonce, just because of what she done as a performer. Um, Can you pull up Beyonce's discography? I would love to know what was Beyonce 2010 plus. You know, what what album did she drop starting 2010? Because that, that, that makes a difference. I, um, but anyway, before we get into that, William Bowser, thank you so much, uh, Will. He said, there's no artist more consistent than Drake ever. Yes. Period. Miss Bin Laden said, Beyonce is always mentioned. King Matumbo said, this year, for example... Um, Voices in our punk as head said Drake is always doing something somewhere. Right. So basically, if you, as much as I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, but I can't defend Kendrick in this conversation because Kendrick has been nowhere in sight for three years. Well, really two years because he did the Black Panther soundtrack. But anyway, there's there's just just too many projects that Drake has done consistently. Mm-hmm. That that made him because he could he could have slipped back you know what I mean he could have chilled for a while like Cole and Kendrick did to oh, get yeah, their dogs for together. sure he could definitely do that but this nigga came to. out almost every year every year every year since okay so if we're if we're talking 2010 to now the first project for Drake will be Thank You Later no not Thank You Later I'm sorry Take Care Thank You Later was oh nine so Take Care was 2011. Okay. So from Take Care to Now is what is is Drake's discography. So come on, Mo. Nothing was the same. If you're reading this, it's too late. Mixtape with Future. The, yeah, come on, Mo. Mixtape. Oh, you Fuse. gotta mention it. If you're reading this, not too late. I mean, it's... Fuse, Scorpion. Come on, Mo. Yeah, it's, he could have... Drake could have chilled. Drake could have really slow-cooked this shit for y'all. Uh, more life. He could have really... Uh, he really, he really could have did that. He really just he really could have did it. He mentions it in his music like he he works all the time with this music thing. This is, he breathes it like shit. The 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 joke <laughs> that he the playlist that he dropped for us this year. Yes, the I care mean, package, bro. Like uh, what's who the knew name? that we needed that joke that badly? On the comments, like King Matumbo said, this look what he did this year. And he ain't dropped no project. <laughs> I mean, he dropped a uh, care package, but, I mean, he dropped... But like he, he said, features. He, he was being consistent with the features and yeah. being relevant. This nigga is relevant. He doesn't fall off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he even said at one of his bars, he was talking about how, damn, I haven't dropped a project since this year. The game is in disarray. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, it's a... That's not a fact. That's a real fucking fact, Because that just goes back to what I said earlier. I'm just like... I feel like project wise, music been slow. Music in general, I think hip hop wise, has been slow. I feel like certain years had their moments. Like two thousand thirteen yeah. was an incredible hip hop year. Twenty eighteen was great. Twenty eighteen was a hot year as well too. I feel like everybody's saying this shit because twenty twenty just sounds cool. Twenty twenty is the future. <sighs> just like two thousand, two thousand had a little layout. It's smart because yeah. people people are thinking think about this. It's a new decade. Right. That's you know why I, mean? I say, like, they saving their stuff for 2020. So it makes sense. So, okay. Who is the closest? Beyonce, for sure. You think it's Beyonce? Yeah. 
I want to know where. Are we talking strictly music? Is Beyonce? If we talking about overall image, we're talking overall. Rihanna might be. be Rihanna might be in that joint too, bro. Rihanna, her image alone. Think about that. Her image alone. Beyonce is close, bro. I, okay, but just, just for just for people to to know, because I want to be able to compare this too. So Beyonce's first album of the decade is four. Okay. Four was four was yeah, pretty four big. Was, four was good. Then you got her self-titled Beyonce. Then you got Lemonade. Lemonade was really good for her. Lemonade um, was my favorite Beyonce album. Not gonna lie. B Day is my favorite, but let's move along. Um, and then you got mm-hmm. the junk that she did for um, the Lion okay. King. Um, the gift of Africa. Um, I really like the gift of Africa too. Um, so that's like four Beyonce projects of this year. So I mean, that's why I still give it to Drake because Drake gives you more projects and he's more active. He gives you more music. Yeah. Um, but you gotta think about this performance tour and stuff. Why she's she's, she's a mega. dog. She's a dog. She's mega. Like <laughs> she's a dog. Like, let's not Her work this, ethic is crazy. Let's just like this, Drake's. Let's not get this twisted, Mo. This is the same woman that took. Months to prepare for, for one year, right? <laughs> She's a beast. She performed at Coachella. Coachella is an hour performance, maybe. Yeah. But she took damn near a year to prepare yeah. for that one performance, and then for her to tribute to HBCUs and the Black Marching Band. Salute to Beyonce, Mo. Like mm. she, she could have did a lot of things, you know what I mean? But what she did was really go back to her roots and be truly. Black as fuck. It's right. the best way I could put it. Uh, with that Lemonade album and, and going forward. So, so don't. I don't want to make this seem like this is Drake, um, you know, featuring or Drake versus Beyonce or anything like that. It's just when it comes down to just overall consistency, overall feeding the music, Drake has that shit. Yeah. Beyonce is very close. Yeah. But I would say this. Beyonce, well, I think everybody agreed to this. Beyonce is definitely a bigger artist. But if we're talking about strictly decade, All around right now, but yeah. Drake Drake is still active. Drake is still younger. Drake is still... Yeah, he could, come, he could come for her. It's for scary. sure. It's scary. Yeah. Like, what Drake has the opportunity to do right now, he can literally be the best of all time. He really can. He's up there with... I feel like he's up there... Well, he's coming for people like Michael Jackson. Beyonce, Kanye. Yeah, Michael Jackson, like, the big one. Um, the big, the big names. You better look up Rihanna. I have to. Yeah. Damn, Loud came out in 2010. She just made that. Loud yeah, came bro. out. Unapologetic. Anti is probably the best one out of all of them. Which one? Anti. You remember yeah, Anti? Yeah, Anti. Anti was hard. Anti was so hard, though. <laughs> I'm not even gonna hold you. That's what I'm saying. Rihanna. Was that the last Rihanna album that we got? Anti? Yeah. 2016. So it's about to be four years. And 2016 Rihanna. was a great year for Rihanna. Music where you at, girl? <laughs> she's making too much money outside of music. She is, but she did. I, she did say that she was gonna drop an album this year, and people are like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. think so. I know she's making too much money outside of it, but uh, she had a great rollout too. And it might not mm-hmm. consistently be with music, but. Image and other venture wise, like she's been on her sh- on her shit, bro. I respect her, man. I mean, being a woman from Barbados, coming here, making music, just capitalizing on her success, 
um, making her own product line with the Fenty Beauty thing. I, I just love to see, you know, black women, you know, supporting themselves and buying their own products and keeping the black dollar, black dollar within it's themselves. It's the sexiest thing ever. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love Rihanna. I love black women that just are comfortable in their own skin and are about their bag and are intelligent in what they're doing. Like, it's the sexiest thing ever. I wish I could put Jay-Z in here, but all we got That's is it. Watch the Throne, um, Magna Carter, 444. I think those are the only three albums we got this decade. Yeah, pretty much. Not enough. It's, it's, it's Drake, y'all. I'm trying to think of other people yeah, that can it's, compete. It's, it's, it's definitely Drake. Yeah, bro. I mean, I want to say Kendrick, but Kendrick only gave me three three albums. Good Kid, To Pimp My Butterfly. Damn. But that's okay. Kendrick's thinking about long run. He really appreciates. He takes really. He takes his time with music. Yeah, he he doesn't rush anything. He he gets a concept, he gets an idea, and then he rolls with that. But he's not forcing it. Right. Obviously, he's not forcing it. Right. <laughs> um, I don't think he really cares about being an artist of the decade. I feel like he yeah he doesn't cares about all time pretty much. Yeah, um, and he feels like he is the best of all time. Let's not get that twisted. Let's move um, it along because we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Shit, we are. All right, so speaking of Drake, Drake is, I definitely agree with the Billboard charts um, and the Billboard's um, suggestions for being artists of the decade as being Drizzy Drake. But Drizzy Drake has also been in the news lately, um, yes, especially sir. today. Um, can't flog now. Yes, and we just found this information out. Today. Today, yeah. Um, because, okay, let me tell you something. Let me just, let's just get right into it. If you don't got the time to be tiptoeing around this shit. What the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? Are you serious? Are you fucking serious right now? You go, you go to a music <laughs> festival. No, nah, I'm a I'm, hundred I'm right now. Yeah. I've been to a lot of music festivals. I've been to a lot of concerts. When you get a surprise guest, you wish Drake would fucking show up. Right. Drake is a GOAT. Drake is one of the best artists that you... How dare you? How dare you disrespect the legend? You know what I mean? Like, okay. For people who don't know what happened, Tyler, the creator, has a music festival called Camp Flognaw that he has in uh, California every year. This is probably his third year. This is... Up. Yeah, third, third year. year. So it's, it's, it's pretty decent. Last year, he had Kanye West and Kid Cudi headline Kissy Ghost. Up. It was really dope. So he's gotten a lot of attention since then. He th- he then decided this year that he was going to have surprise guests be headliners right. for this music festival. He wanted to do something different. So anyway, Tyler the Creator somehow, somewhere I didn't even know that they were, he was connected to Drake in any way, but he got Drake to headline. You know what's funny? What's up? He used to diss Drake all the time. He used to make fun of him repeatedly. Mm. So, I'm going to let you continue, but I'm going I'm to show you why I feel like they was booing him. So, Tyler, the creator, um, had Drake come out. Drake was only supposed to perform three songs. And let me let me tell the full story. While Drake was performing, they were fucking with him. If you look at the videos while they were there, they were having a good time. It was live. They was rapping to the songs. They were ha- they, it was lit. Mm-hmm. They, it was just like a Drake concert. They were very happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. After the third to the fourth song, 
they could tell they they were starting to get a little bit like okay, this started to become a Drake concert now, mm-hmm. right? So then Drake asked the question, mm-hmm. "Hey, if you want me to keep going, I will. If you don't, it's cool." Right. And he did the most bo- he did the most boss humblest. Just a most pure professional pure thing I ever professional, seen. Professional, bro. Yeah. You are Drake. The class. You he can tell class. these niggas. Are you fucking? Are you retarded? Yeah. I am Drake. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what he did was was super professional. And what he did was he asked the audience, "Hey, if you want me to keep going, I will. If you don't, I'll roll out." And the audience booed him. Yeah. They said, "No, we don't want you." We want Frank Ocean <laughs> instead of you. So Drake said, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. I love you all. My name is Drake. I'm helped mm-hmm. in the most professionalist, humblest way that he can. And the, and he was in, in the aftermath of that. You got to be careful with the headlines, y'all. Don't just look to, listen to the headlines. The headlines say, oh, Drake was booed off, blah, blah, blah. Most people thought that somebody else was coming after him. Mm. They didn't know that Drake was it. <laughs> they saw, they they said Drake came in, Drake was performing, and they thought somebody else was coming afterwards. They thought that Frank Ocean was coming after him. Get the fuck out of here if you think that Frank Ocean is going to perform after Drake. Right. Anyway, <laughs> the only reason why they probably thought that because this is Ken Flognaw, this is Tyler the Creator, this is Odd Future. future yeah. So Frank Ocean obviously is Odd Future affiliated. You know what I mean? So that's who they wanted to see because they're there for Tyler. They're there for his style of music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. this is Drake. Yeah. And 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 Tyler, the creator, said it himself. He posted on his Twitter, I'm embarrassed of my fans right now. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this happened. I should could be. not believe this. He should be. But, you know, it's not his fault. You know what I mean, and and even Drake. I wouldn't say that. It's not it's not Tyler's fault. It's not Tyler's fault. I wouldn't and, say and, that. And then Drake also said this too. He 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 told DJ Academics this. He said, "Look, this is one of the most humblest experiences that he can go through. For him to be an artist as big as he is, it's always humbling for him to get booed off. For him to see that, you know what I mean. It, he's just. It's always good to have that feeling of, I can still get booed. Right. You know what I mean? Because let's not get this." Twisted. This is Drake. Drake, yeah. A goat. But anyway, what's your thoughts on this, man? Yeah, man. I completely agree with everything you said. Um, the piggyback off of what you said, um, the perspective that I'm looking at it towards is, yeah, this could definitely humble Drake, because you could be the biggest name and the biggest act of uh, right now, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it also make me look at things a little differently too. Uh, I feel like subculture is so important because Tyler has a a subculture fan base that's strictly designed for him mm-hmm. and his type of music. And to go back to where you was like, you feel like it ain't Tyler's fault. But honestly, looking through the history and the time, I feel like it is kind of partly his fault because, again when I seen interviews and certain statements that he said, he has been making fun of Drake since the beginning of time. Mm. And he, I don't know where the respect came. I feel like he didn't have that respect back then. 
I feel like it was kind of like they wanted to make it a surprise kind of thing. Yeah, and, and I, kind of backfired. Right. I feel like Tyler uh, felt like Drake wasn't that artist that he thought he was. And now he really see like Drake is really that artist. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring that artist that's really good to my festival. But it backfired. That's that's my conspiracy theory. I feel like Tyler, he respect them now, but he didn't respect them back then. So now he's bringing Drake. He's like, all right, everything's going to be good. But now <laughs> that Drake performed, he gets booed off. Now you're seeing it's not good because the fans read... The fans are very influenced by the artist, Tyler, the creator. Yeah. They're very influenced. Right. Same thing with if you're very influenced with your parents or people that you hang around with. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do what you do. Yeah. And I feel like they felt like they could do that. They was like, all right, nah. They knew Drake was a good... Nobody can deny Drake is a good artist and he has hits. The One of the funniest parts of the video was that after, after the end of the video... Mm-hmm. Well, they was like when they booed him off, and then it was like, "No, we want Frank, we want Frank," and then it just went black, and they're like, "Oh wait, is that it?" Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it, nigga. You're fucking retarded, right. dumbass. Like, how do? Anyway, and that's I believe, how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, and I believe that subculture. I feel like a lot of them was just kids that are just ignorant. Yeah, yeah they don't don't respect the legend. You can see where the times we at now. Like, that's why I always go back. I know we made that argument with the card to card but go back to history because you can't be ignorant to what's happening you're that might be your favorite artist now but your favorite artist is the people from the 90s or the 80s they looking back and you have to do the same thing if you're a music lover so that's all i have to say about it i see it from a different perspective and my theory is tyler it backfired on you bro like you should have never been dissing drake like that i don't think it was Dissing, but you was making fun of him. He's a troll, bro. You're like, a troll. He, he, he be trolling shit, so like. And you should feel embarrassed. Like you gotta be careful who you're talking about. So. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Anyway, that's top shit. That's top hill. Drake, artist of the decade. Yes. Um, you know. Our top hill albums, E Money Boss, is Davies Survival, and mine's is Doja Cat Hot Pink. So, that's it for this episode of Top Hill Episode 001, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in, for checking us out. Yes, sir. Um, we, we There was a lot going on this week. So, um, we're going to give you guys another great episode coming up next in Top Hill Episode 008. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, sir. We didn't really have time to give you all our top black businesses, but we'll make sure for sure that we give you all the next episode. All right, y'all. So thank you guys so much for um, tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.